Welcome to episode 15 of Mouthful with Shanti. If you haven't followed us yet, do so. Please subscribe on YouTube. Give us a five-star rating if you haven't already because you know you love us. You are here right now, and we are celebrating episode 15, a quinceanera, if you will, for this episode, and we're going to be doing it with Pablo Escobar. He is a boxing and athletic performance coach here in San Francisco, and he's also part of Baloney, which is a gay all-male review, sexy, fun, queer goodness, and uh, that's what we're going to be talking about this episode. So here we go. Does that ever happen to you? Do you randomly just drool sometimes? Oh, yeah. And then you're kind of like, how the fuck did I just drool? Where did that come from? (laughs) I do it all the time. And I'm always like, sorry, I usually swallow. Uh, Like, never comes out this much. Um, No, no, no. I I, I drool. (laughs) Just like randomly. I was like, I guess I was just thinking too intently or something. And then just start fucking drooling. Well, because then if you're thinking, like, I can imagine like your mouth, like, just opens up because you're you're somewhere else yeah. so your your jaw relaxes and then it fills uh, up it fills up yeah yeah oh i do it all oh i feel bad for the people in my classes like i'll drool <laughs> or i'll spit on them i'm like you're doing such a oh I'm yeah like, yeah sorry. i can see sometimes when i'm on stage in the lighting and i'm talking into the mic it, i can see the spit and i'm like whatever i'm <laughs> oh, talking yeah. passionately I mean, what a, yeah it. right you're like i'm up <laughs> I'm a person of color. I have like fire and picante. I should be I got spitting this. on I you. Should. Yeah, you and you're gonna like it. Gonna take it. No. Also, I, I if I ever that. lay on someone's chest, I always find a little drool always. like I feel puddle. So bad. No, and then I, I hope I they're passed out, and then I just wipe it with my hand. Oh yeah. No, my but, husband's always like, mm-hmm. okay. I can't tell if you're sweating or drooling. It's usually <laughs> like it's both. Because yeah. my metabolism is oh, so God. high. Yeah. Which means I'm gonna be so hot. At Actually, old age. no. I have a crazy <laughs> fast metabolism, which. All right. Means... So we're gonna start off bragging. Pop no, off. no. This is no, how we're gonna start. Which means he. <laughs> Get so mad when we're falling asleep because I radiate so <sighs> much heat. He's like, I'm so fucking uncomfortable. I would and love I'm that. Freezing. I'm freezing in the bed. I'm like, because all my heat's leaving. You're like a pregnancy pillow, just warm and just like. Yeah, yeah. No, for real. I'm like, yeah, I'm like a fire in the room, I guess. He's like, always complaining. <laughs> yes, you He's are. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have to start off with my icebreaker question. Okay. Um, so I, I have a new icebreaker question for you um, because of your background, yeah. uh, which is why I brought you here today. So um, uh, Pablo, our guest, you are a athletic performance coach and you are uh, trained in boxing and Pilates. And uh, I, I found you social media. That's how we became friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just really appreciate uh always trying to be healthier. And so that's what I appreciate about you and your knowledge with the body. So my icebreaker question for you is, if you could be a body part, okay, any body part, hmm. but not like eyes or something. No, like no, I yeah. want, I want like, a, not that eyes aren't functional, but you know what I mean. Like, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, so if you could be any body part muscle, if it was anthropomorphized, like humanistically, like, oh, yeah, that's okay. something a hamstring would do. Yeah. Like, what would you be? Oh, okay. The psoas, which is this tiny little muscle. It's actually one of the main hip flexors that helps you in holding yourself up, getting your knees to come up, your legs to come up, and just having nice posture. And it's this little tiny muscle that wraps around really weird around like your joint your hip joint where show me i want to see so it's like right here oh is right. it this this like by it's your like, pelvic bone yes yes it's 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 okay. that muscle so it is a lot of people argue that it is the most underrated muscle 
because it's the most important muscle that no one really talks about. Okay. And it is the muscle because it's so close to your groin, to your yeah. privates. It's like yeah. tied to sexual emotions. Okay. But also it carries your trauma, which I carry way too much trauma. So I'm like, it's me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and it's it's an important muscle. And plus, you know, it's right by the butt. And I'm, yeah. a, I'm a butt man. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I was thinking because I was like, I would go for the butt quick. I'd be like a butt. Yeah. But it butts the best. And I was like, well, butt does poop. And like, well, that's great. But it's like, do I always want to just like have poop? Ex- and so, yeah. I mean, you know. If I'm a living butt, I just always just have shit. So. Exactly. You don't want to be known for the shit. So that is comes a out of you. So the psoas. P-S-O-A-S. Okay. It's a good one. And so is this something that when you get a massage, is this a muscle where you're like? It's actually so hard. Most massage therapists won't even go for it. And you need someone trained to release it. And when they release it, that's the one usually people say they have the big emotional energy, the big burst of tears. Are you talking about sex work right now? (laughs) uh, Right? It sounds like it. But no. Okay. And and you you just kind of said all this stuff about me. And then I realized, oh, shit. Like, yeah, I totally forgot. I also... Before all this like athletic stuff, I was like a therapist getting like drawing the emotions out of people. And now as like, you know, in a weird way, like a body worker or someone who like works with athletes, someone who works with people trying to get fit. I'm I love the psoas because why? Just tying it both in. Just come on. Marrying, you know, psychology and I didn't even know this was a muscle, the psoas. Yep. So if you rub the psoas, since it is so connected to a sexual space. Does it is it an erotic space that like? Um, no. I mean, I guess. So maybe, I mean, I don't know. It's really painful because okay, it is okay. so underneath everything. They have to like, um, like. You get like a cl- like right, to, like, right here the shoulder thing when people go try to get in and even deeper. It's like one of the deepest layers so you're, of muscles. Oh, so, so you're, like, you're the one of the deepest layers. Yeah, I don't want to say anything. Really got to get. To, yeah, <laughs> I don't okay. want to brag. Okay, I like that. The deep psoas. like love, girl. Deep like love. What would your partner? What muscle or body part would you say your partner would be? Oh, I mean, he's so okay. Honestly, if you're the psoas. Honestly, with so yes, <laughs> so yes. He's he's the brain. Like he is. So intelligent. He's such a nerd and he's such an intellectual. I mean, he has his PhD, you know? And what an intelligent man. Like, it's actually kind of intimidating. And so, yeah, he's, um, I would say he's the brain. And like, I'm the one that's like all over the place in the household. And he's the one who kind of centers a lot of it, kind of yeah. reels it in, brings it in. The nucleus. Exactly. And so, as the brain, he just has this. This way of making sure that I do what I need to do. Awesome. Right? Just sending those electrical signals. That's what I want to be. I want to be the brain of something. Just right? Like, just let a dude know what he needs to do, right? <laughs> ah, yes. I like that. Good for your partner. He I knows know, right? Up. Yeah, he's going to be. Right now, we're probably listening to this like in the future, and he's like, what the fuck? You're going to look at him, you're like, anything. Yep. And I'll I was do. like, <laughs> now you owe me. <laughs> I put it on a podcast. <laughs> you owe me. <laughs> I want to talk about the space that I initially was introduced to you uh, through was the gym you work at. And so you're a boxing coach. And yeah, I mean, I do both. And, like I box and, and I, well, okay. I'm, let's, let's start at like the beginning and how it all kind of came to be, right? Like I've always felt that taking care of your body is really important. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like movement is medicine. And that's something that I really learned a lot that was like hammered into us in like my psych studies in undergrad mm-hmm. and grad school. And also when I started to practice therapy, right? Um, my 
my clinical supervisor would always talk about like, you know, you really need to make sure these people get out and do stuff. And I loved working out because I, you know, a little bit about me, like I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. I had a lot of issues. And I really, with all the education that I got, decided one of the best ways to kind of get in front of it was just to start exercising and yeah. just to see what happens, right? Yeah. Um, I originally, just initially, excuse me, initially I was like, I'm going to start exercising. I'm going to like fix my brain and then I'm going to do porn because I'm going to look good. <laughs> and then that I just like was like, nope, not for me. I like, love that, done. achieving that through mental health. <laughs> yeah, yes. of course. And then like I realized like, okay, you know, I, I would rather be in school. Like I'm a little too shy for porn. So I was like, all right. Um, <laughs> like how it yeah. goes from porn to school. Yeah, I was like, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so fast forward, graduated grad school, was working, moved to San Francisco and was like, this is my time to like redo everything. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to work at a gym. And I worked mm-hmm. at this tiny little gym and I just started studying and asking all of the trainers there about training. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be really good at what I did. So I made sure to get the best training to ask the people that I thought were doing something really um, important, like looking at strength trainings through a scientific lens. Yeah. One of the things that's really been hurtful is how sedentary people have kind of allowed themselves to be. And what does that word mean? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Immobile, not moving. Okay. And so for me, the best thing, and this is what I tell everybody, at least go out for a walk. Just 15, 30 minutes, just take a walk. Want to take a run, whatever, mm-hmm. walk. If you are someone who works out a lot, walk, yeah. walk, just walk somewhere. If you are someone that does not work out a lot, walk. It's just going to be really helpful. Yeah, motion is the lotion. Emotion is the lotion, That's what right? someone told me that. And look, so if you're having pain somewhere and you feel like it's limiting movement, maybe don't just not move it anymore. Yeah. Maybe do things to like push forward a little movement, some motion, and that will lotion exactly. that space. Exactly. With boxing specifically, how do you feel like, it, what do you feel like it really targets with your body, with your strength? Like if you so, had to give an overall. Oh, from well. Because I know Pilates, each thing does such amazing things. Yeah. Like each different for type me, of workout. Well, b- boxing, what I love about it is it's such a release, right? It's yeah. such a cathartic release of like rage and anger. Yes. And then it's a skill. In, in teaching boxing classes, a lot of people come in for the cardio and some people come in because they want to learn the skill and, mm-hmm. you know, get, get some strength. But for me and what I really, how I really promote it is like, this is a, this is a sport. Mm-hmm. A sport takes a lot of dedication. If you want to be good at this, you have to train properly. Mm-hmm. You also have to learn how to coordinate yourself. You have to learn mm-hmm. some coordination and you have to build your endurance. You also have to build some explosive strength. Recently, my boxing coach told me that um, I have such a hard punch that he has a hard time like practicing and doing this yeah. with me because I've been giving him carpal tunnel. Oh my God. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're like, sorry about your carpal tunnel. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> Welcome to the stage, carpal tunnel. It felt really, it was weird, especially because as a gay man, I always heard those queer man. I always heard those um, messages that, you know, gay men, queer men, all this stuff. They're so weak. They're sissies. They're Nellies. And I knew that that meant something bad. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, fuck it. I'm I'm a Nelly. I love it. Yeah. I'm queer. Fuck yeah. I call myself a faggot. You can't. Yeah. No, you can't. You can't. But my allies, my friends, yeah, let's let's take the word back. I am a queer man who loves 
his femininity, who loves the, you know, the uh, gray area that I try to live in when it comes to gender and sexuality, that it feels nice to be like, I am not settling for all this other bullshit, this like toxic masculinity bullshit. I can do it on my own terms because literally everyone can do it on their own terms. Yeah. That's all that matters. You, you, originally you said you're a gay man and then you said you're a queer man. And I think this is a good chance for mm. us to talk about the word queer. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people associate queer with just when talking about sexuality. Yeah. Which, yeah, you are talking about sexuality, but let's maybe unpack the word a little more and so we could all understand um, uh, queer in, in a deeper way. So... Uh, in my head, sometimes when people like a gay man uses the word queer to define himself, sometimes they think it's to move away from hmm. the word gay in a homonormative sense. Like sometimes through media and sometimes whatever, gay is just thought to be white, upper class, fit. But there's different people that live different walks of life. So yes. do you feel like using queer instead of gay is a unconventional way of talking about your path? Well, I mean, I've always defined to me, like, how do I put this? Um, there are some men that I've met that are, are homosexuals and I'm like, well, you're, you're gay. Like, you know, yeah. you, you fit in a very homonormative. I love that term that you use hormono, homonormative life where mm -hmm. there's a, you know, a belief in, gender being binary. I don't mm -hmm. believe in that. There's a belief that, you know, um, a man is a man. And if you're still gay, a CEO at a company, maybe still, like the it's stuff like that. Right. And that, you know, as a gay man, you live, you know, the only thing that sets you apart is the fact that you're homosexual, but everything else you're, you're, you're still in the mainstream or you're still okay. Totally. Regardless, uh, you know, regardless of like race or gender, it's usually, um, socioeconomic status like as well. Will like from a Will big, and Grace. Perfect example, yeah. you know? And, you know, so some other guys I knew in the fitness world where I was like, okay, you kind of keep this like hyper-masculine body. You date other men that are hyper-masculine. You don't like to be confused as being feminine. You're, yeah. you know, on your grinder profile, you love hiking and yeah. you, you know, you're just a regular guy. Yeah. No, I'm like, I don't believe, for me, I don't believe in that. And the people that I surround myself with aren't typically like that, right? I believe yeah. in all forms of gender expression and all of it is valid and all forms of sexuality. And I believe that a lot of our ways of existing also have a bit of a political um, yes. uh, backing to it, I guess. And so some, I would rather choose the thing that is going to be more in your face and a little bit louder yeah. than the thing that's going to blend me in, yeah. right? I want... And it's not because I want to stand out. It's because I need this conversation to happen. Yeah. I want you to stop trying to pigeonhole me and let me do whatever I want with myself. I'll, you, yes. I will give you the space to do it for yourself. So totally. as someone who identifies as queer, I want to live in, I don't want to live in black and white or even in primary colors. I want to live in like a spectrum of everything. Yes. A, a spectrum galaxy. Of color. Exactly. I want to live in the color spectrum that we can't even see. Like yes. that's what I want. And that's what I With want. With our regular human eyeballs. Yes. Lame. Fuck those eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> right. I want yeah. to live in the color that we can smell like all of it. And I think it's important to um, create space for that because yeah one person's way of existing is not going to be the same as mine. But if I allow them, 
uh, allow myself to be free with myself and present that, yeah. then I give permission for others to do it. And yeah. I will do the work that I need to to help them be themselves when they show up for you know a session, whatever they want, a friendship, anything. Yeah. And to me, that's queer. Yeah. And I, so... I think that's great because the way you define it, actually, so you, you know, you identify uh, as a queer, as a queer man, you know, that's using it as a noun, but you also talk about it in a sense of using it as a tool to do something, which is the adverb way, right? So let's go into when we're using, when we're queering a space, we're changing a space, we're changing the normativity of it, we're changing the conventionalism of it to change how we look at things, to make it more of a spectrum. And so this is where we separate uh, the the word queer from uh, sexuality because we can be queering any type of space. And like you were saying, you're queering the idea of masculinity by saying, I like embracing my femininity femininity in this yeah. way. And and in a sense, I feel like I'm queering what an Indian woman is by having agency in my sexuality and being assertive with what I'm saying. Yeah. And that is queering how we look at an Indian woman. That has nothing to do with my sexuality. It lo- has to do with uh, just who I am. And that has nothing to do with being gay or straight or anything. And so... Another example I think of when queering is there's a black doctor that I follow on Instagram who really dives into the inequities in like the medical space with when it comes to black bodies. Mm. And he's really trying to contribute to research that elevates medical knowledge specifically when it comes to black bodies. And so what he's doing is queering the medical space essentially yeah and so he's doing important work exactly he's fulfilling that spectrum so we could see more of the color in those medical spaces so like a bunch of black women aren't dying when they're giving birth or all these things and and so i just i guess i just wanted us to take this opportunity um because i really love the way you describe it in all senses of the word a noun adverb adjective it's like you are, you're doing, uh, you're using, and all of those things yeah. don't have to be with homosexuality or anything sexually based. Queer really does have, for me, the word queer, and when people identify as queer or within a queer space. And like, I have a friend, by all intents and purposes, heterosexual man. Yeah. He is, and I call him the biggest faggot I know. He yeah. is 100% <laughs> a queer person. Yeah. Him and his wife are queer people they just happen to be in a heterosexual relationship yeah they both happen to identify with heterosexuality but they are queer because they change all of that right yeah. and there's something empowering about identifying in that queer space and queering it's not just about being gay it's just looking and doing things differently exactly it, yeah. it's it's really examining the the implicit messages that we're being told yeah and then taking power and being like i like, I can exist alongside this, but that doesn't mean I have to give into it. I can exist I, and resist. Exactly. Exist and resist. I can do it my own way. Like, and I will. I'm not married and I don't have a child. And that doesn't mean that you should feel sad for the path I'm going no. on. Because I'm existing, but I'm resisting the normative idea that we should be married. Yeah. And I should be dedicating my life to taking care of this man and this child. And for me, I'm so selfish. You know, I don't know if I could do that. 
And I barely, you know, it's like, and women make less money. Fuck women, this. Yeah. I, I'm going to be no, angry. I'm yeah. going to be an angry person. Allow it. Anger is healthy. Anger creates change. And you Allow know what it. we said earlier when I do with rage? <laughs> yeah. I fuck rage. You, know <laughs> you fucking <laughs> bite the dick off yeah. of the patriarchy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you castrate the patriarchy. And so we're querying the idea of what happiness can look like for a yes. woman um, in regards to that family dynamic. Yeah, right. No, uh, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. And, you know, when it, one of the things that I had noticed in, in like starting my career is that um, the fitness world is really not queer. Okay. Not at all. And the boxing, actually, I, you know, have a little bit more leeway in the boxing world, I noticed, which was really interesting to me. But um, the fitness world is not. It really gives in to traits that are very in my opinion very toxic whether it's toxic masculinity or patriarchal beauty standards of how women and men should look and all that stuff and that's i found really tough it was really hard um i i found myself unfollowing some people on social media when they get to those levels with their body because i don't want to base happiness and health on on size like that i know some people want to work out and really like the way they look great like the way you look there's nothing wrong with that but that's not what fitness is all about yeah yeah that happens and that that's okay you know people are allowed to kind of choose their own motivations but don't judge others based on it and so much of fitness is like oh that person's a little overweight obviously they need to lose weight uh no they're probably really healthy let them do what they or need they to do. Or they have another condition, which this is the healthiest they've been because exactly. of that condition. Exactly. And it's also yeah. like maybe they just had a kid or they have kids. Like they can't do all this stuff. There's other things. There's other things that are much more important than yeah. like having this six pack all the time. Right. Or being, you know, like as, as, especially something I saw with a lot of guys um, is needing to look like a superhero. And like what I like to call um, acting out and uh you know, trying to portray hyper-masculinity. Yeah. Um, so, like, taking steroids and doing all that stuff. And I was just like, okay. There's a study that came out recently that about 20%, 25% of gym goers uh, are using steroids, oh, wow. which is a lot. And one of the things that I see in all of that is a lot of pressure. That yeah. I mean, can you imagine living in a world where we have to sacrifice our health to be able to feel valid, to feel important, to feel like we are strong, whether it's physical or emotional, just to feel seen, just to feel important and to make up anything that had hurt you in the past. Like, and so what I see is just people that are really struggling, right? Yeah, it's a lot of pain. And society is fucked up too because I feel like society doesn't make it any better, like no. easier. Are it's you like, kidding me? Well, and so we, my... Because you see the benefits when they are... My husband and them. I talk about this all the time. They're like, um, so one of the things that happens is like, like let's take, for example, disordered eating in women. Mm-hmm. At some point, the woman is going to start losing weight. And, you know... Uh, then work, it feels good. Work, the work out anorexia. And then instead of people saying, I'm concerned, what do they start saying? Oh, you look, you so, look good. so good. <gasps> Snatched, pretty, this and that. Instead of just 
having validated them where they were. And we live in a society where we are so wrapped up in the way people look. Like we care so much about yeah. the image and we place so much importance in someone being deemed as attractive. It's a, a thing that's important for us. And so, and then with men, steroids, then all of a sudden you're bigger. And instead of people being like, uh, you got crazy acne all over your body and you have this rage and what the fuck your shoulders are the size of like a seven-year-old child they're like damn you're so strong or like oh daddy fuck me like they're just constantly validating it and it sucks because it is destroying these people it's destroying their lives it's hurting them it's you know they're not gonna be able to have boners like at, at, at the like whatever little thing to they're enlarging their organs. Like there's a reason why so many um, bodybuilders recently that were like huge, hum- monstrously big are dying. You know, there's yeah. in the gay community, there's so many men who are like 52 and have a heart attack. And you're like, oh, that hot muscle guy you hear yeah. he was so hot and he had so many muscles. Yeah, that's what fucking killed him. Like what he was doing to get that. That's like, come yeah. on, you know? And I think you bring up something valid here is like how we respond to people who have body changes. And I think, you know, like if we sit and think about this with how we comment on people's bodies, something that I've actively been trying to be conscience, conscious of is from, I guess, a feminine point of view. And when I notice people mm. lose weight, um, I never want to say you look great. Uh, because I don't want to connect losing weight to looking great. And so I always say, oh, wow, you've lost some weight. Is your intention right now, like, are you doing healthy things to, like, get there? That's wonderful, and, yeah. And if they're like, actually, yeah, I've been working out and doing something, then I'll be like, I'm so happy for you that the work that you're putting in to get somewhere is working for you. And sometimes, for me, I had COVID last year for, like, two weeks. I lost, like, fucking... 11 pounds and I went out and everyone's like, oh my God, you look so great. I was like, I was dying. Yeah, you're I was like, dying. I was throwing up and had and diarrhea. I, and like, I gained I'm that sexy. weight. Okay. <laughs> I gained that weight fucking in a week back and and oh, now what? I look like shit. Yeah. Because losing weight doesn't always mean you're looking great. Yeah, and th- that doesn't always mean the person's happy either, yeah. right? Like, or they're happy with the result. It, yeah. Because it could be for whatever reason. The same thing, like, and I hear it all the time. I see guys say it to each other, oh man, you look really hot. Like you're getting all this yeah. muscle, you're doing all this stuff. And I'm like, why can't you just tell them like, hey, I see that you're working out yeah. a lot and it seems like you are really enjoying it. And it seems like the benefits or sorry, the goal that you want, you're reaching. Yeah. So congratulations on the hard work you're putting in. Exactly. And, like like compliment something that they're that the intention that they're doing. There's yeah. it's a much deeper thing than to just, you know, I feel like we kind of show ourselves and as you know. I grew up, I was born and raised in the United States. Like I grew up in this American culture where you, yeah. you know, the best compliment you can give someone is like, you're so pretty. Like, yeah, you're let's so queer hot. You're compliments. So, let's queer it. Next let's time I see someone who looks like their hair's thinning, I'm going to be like, wow, looks like your hair thinned a little bit and it is looking fucking hot. Right. Exactly. Honestly, looks fucking, like you, you don't got to deal with that anymore. And yeah. I know how stressful it was for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you were looking just like yeah. joyous, like you're letting go exactly. of Exactly. Yeah. As a queer man and living in like the gay world, it can be really challenging at times um i think i'd mentioned to you a long time ago like men are so conditioned to be like visual consumers of everything and so then you enter the world and you try to date and you try to hook up and you just try to make friends and it's like am i 
what I find attractive. Am I attractive enough to be considered a friend or fuckable or this or that? And then it just kind of becomes this grind of hurting yourself to trying to try just to feel valid. Because you don't fear of loneliness because we elevate and glorify people who fit this this idea and so you strive to be that is Is this who i think would be hot and then that shows like i guess we all internally need to do some work where it's like and the thing is like it's all conditioning right like it's all conditioning and we 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 are learned we learn it but we have to unlearn it and that is an active practice it's like you know it's like flexing a muscle. It's like training a movement yeah. pattern. It's like training something. You have to keep at it because at times yeah. it's going to fall by the wayside and then other times you're going to feel great. And you you, you got to do it, right? I think it kind of, the, the way to unlearn it is maybe find the sex. The, the, here's the exercise, everyone, okay? Yeah. If we're trying to unlearn toxic ways of observing people, uh, let's find the sexy in every single person that crosses our sight a hundred percent and i think if we actively do that more and more someone that you're just like you know you're walking down you know you're walking down lombard and you see some crazy lady just cussing random people (laughs) out just you know the typical transient person we see in sf that may just be whatever you find the sexy in that person you find it okay and it could be you know what the way she says fuck you so empowered yeah that's strength strength that strength is sexy yeah and then all of a sudden they're a human being and all of a sudden they're not so intimidating or they're not so different they're not so other right yeah could you find the sexy in trump (laughs) all right hold on (laughs) okay i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna try come on we're unlearning okay you know you're right we we are (laughs) you know what i think someone who is so, oh God, I can't even <laughs> so um confident in his convictions <laughs> and that's it and by convictions i mean what he's getting in trouble for and being sued for confident <laughs> delusional delusional <laughs> sometimes we all need a little bit of delusion you know what Damn well, right. Yeah, yeah. Some I. You know I what? need better levels of that delusion because as a woman, if that delusion would help me advocate for myself more, and then I could be in better positions that I didn't even deserve—not deserve yeah. because I'm a woman—but sometimes you're like, "Oh my god, I don't have the experience for that," and it's like, "Fuck right. it, let me just be disillusioned." Hey, I'm a trainer, and you just made me ha- do an exercise. I'm going to make you do an exercise. All right. Find the sexy in Marjorie Taylor Greene. So I'm a trainer, and you made me do an exercise. So. Uh, I'm going to put my trainer hat on. I'm going to make you do an exercise. Okay. Find the sexy in Marjorie Taylor Greene. Okay. I love it. I love it when an actual <laughs> trainer tells me to not do a movement thing. You're like, <laughs> right? Can more trainers just ask me brain questions? Okay. Um, oh, what is sexy about her? Okay. <laughs> I feel like what she just visually. Okay. Um, you know, I've seen her in uh, tank tops <laughs> or sleeveless, okay. and I will say uh, she has a strong shoulder upper body situation. Uh, okay. You know, I've seen her holding a gun, yeah, with a, a rifle with a black she tank top. Strong, you know, yeah. and I look past uh, the the perspective on, on gun laws, and I and I see the shoulders <laughs> and the biceps, and I think. Uh, 
good for her. You know, she she needs a lot of strength holding that motherfucker. So she there, needs a lot of strength. There's the sexy is oh that upper God. body. Uh, hell yeah. Okay. Hold, holding up that QAnon. There you go. <laughs> there God. You, look at us rough. growing. My God. Applying I think, what we said. Yeah. We're not hypocritical. We're not. Yep, I love proving to people when yes. I'm not a hypocrite. Yeah. I'm like, you see that? You see that? I saw. Woo! Yeah. And I'm fucking humble. Exactly. The <laughs> most humble, bitch. Remember that. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, one thing that you mentioned earlier uh, that you're part of baloney. Yes. Uh, which I don't know if you expanded yet on what baloney is. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Tell us about baloney. I would love to. Baloney is San Francisco's premier gay all-male review that's not all gay and not all male. Yes. We do have like. You know, like my, my friend that was talking about the queerest straight guy you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. He's in baloney. We do have um, some women in baloney. I love that. Yeah. He's queering what straight he, men can be. He, he a hundred. Him and the um our, our Australian actor. Okay. They both are. So good for them. I love it. Um, Yeah. So baloney is essentially... I like to call it like Magic Mike meets Saturday Night Live. It's essentially like a strip show, but like it's all skits. It's mostly humorous. It is really a queer perspective, right? Yeah. So everything really draws of uh, specifically like San Francisco. You know, there's a lot of stuff about, you know, hippies and the cat and uh, uh, the hate Ashbury or Folsom with leather, yeah. you know, and, and it's like a lot of experiences. I um, created a number that I'm very proud of called the House of Baloney. Okay. And it was like a voguing number that I wanted, yes, that I wanted to just highlight the beauty of the black and brown experience in the queer culture and what black and brown queer individuals have introduced to the LGBTQ culture. So it's like a cute, silly, sexy uh, voguing number with with the black and brown members of the cast. It's awesome. And I highly recommend everyone go watch a baloney show. You know, they they scouted me, I guess, through social media because of my boxing and all that stuff. And, you know, a little bit of like voguing and being like a fucking weird like – on my social media, I was like a clown fucking adult <laughs> baby into the devil boxing. And they're like, we need this. And they were like, what the fuck is this guy? So they got me on. and um, Clown lo- fucking devil it baby? Was, yeah. Well, it happened because I was. your first single. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was actually buying diapers because I wanted to wear diapers Um at a party and they were like like the guy you were, you Rory, were ready to get fucked up i was ready yeah i mean like i had like a whole bottle filled just whiskey and i had two of those and like i remember getting someone got yelled at me because i went to the bathroom to pee and they were like then why are you wearing a diaper use it yeah i was use like your diaper i was like this diaper is for visualization only and i'm allowed to do that i'm not here for your fucking kink exactly. all right i'm not using this diaper right. i just want to wear one and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's let people know about a little behavior here in case oh. people do want to attack. Okay, you like, want to know? What is a way that you're like, don't fucking act like that? Yeah. Okay. If you want to touch, so don't put your hand inside the underwear and grab the oh, dick, oh, or wow. put your finger in a hole. Don't wow. do that. People do that, and like, don't give you money. Like, you better make it worth my while. Like, right? you better pay up. That takes us to our final question. Okay. 
which is uh, I ask everyone because right. I think it's good to, you know, as we have different people getting to know each other and, and different ways to connect with people. So uh, how can anyone, a lover, a friend, mm. a partner, a new person you meet, how can uh, someone love you better? That, oh. So for me, I think... Being open with me makes me feel like I'm given an opportunity to be close to you, and that makes me feel loved. I really like that. Yeah, that's it. Just be open with me. If something bothers you, please tell me. If something you you have an emotion, you just want to let it out, let it out. You know, if you're not, I'm, people don't need to be vulnerable. That's that's up to them, right? They will get vulnerable when they want to be vulnerable, but. Yeah, just be upfront. Like I can be pretty patient and give me the opportunity to love you. That's how I feel loved. If you give me the opportunity to love you by opening up. I love that answer because right I, when you're saying it, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to be friends. <laughs> exactly. I love giving people the space to be vulnerable, to share. And that is closeness for me. Like when I feel like we feel comfortable and safe with being open and not feeling like we have to have walls or barriers and I just love openness and I love being able to let me know if I hurt you or yeah. something because that lets me grow mm -hmm. and so I love being blessed with an opportunity to grow in those ways but also it makes me feel that you value me enough to allow yourself to be vulnerable and so being the narcissist that I am <laughs> I love when I feel valuable to someone exactly so, and I, love, I know I'm valuable yeah I'm like oh my god are you gonna cry I feel so good right now about I our know. friendship go ahead We're and cry I'm gonna listen to you let and touch your arm out. yes uh, I know I love I, it and I even might cry sometimes with them because yeah. you know I feel and and I love the space that we're in and that makes me feel good exactly so sometimes that might even add to the teariness you know because I'm, yeah. like, I'm so glad that we're having this connectivity right now exactly Isn't it beautiful 100 <laughs> percent. exactly i love it yeah oh yeah look at us oh oh we're ending on such a warm <laughs> note uh, right thank you yeah, i really you. uh i really had a good time uh talking about everything we talked about that was really fun and enlightening Oh, no. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for letting me talk to you and you talking back. Oh, okay. my gosh. Thank you for talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This was really fun, and I really appreciate it. And honestly, like, with your podcast, I think the things that you're doing and having these conversations and putting it out into the world and all these wonderful perspectives, I think is really important. Like, the world Thank needs you. a lot of conversations yeah, especially right you. now conversations are important thank you that makes me feel really good thank you so much for listening i always appreciate it please follow us on uh, all the social medias follow pablo and uh take care of yourselves love yourselves masturbate or not clean your butts <laughs>